we're talking about AI and machine learning and mobile apps and how you know more and more uh, apps are predicting what we're going to do. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, whether it's useful, I actually find it useful. I was talking to uh, um, J.R. Raphael, who writes about Android for us, uh, mm -hmm. you know, on how this works on the Android side, because I'm I'm an, an iPhone guy. And there's a like, for instance, on in Android, there's a battery saver sort of AI yeah, it, yeah, ML. It's, it's called adaptive <coughs> adaptive battery. Adaptive battery. And what it does is it learns how and when and and uh, where I guess you use your phone. And will adjust the processing speed, the display, things like this accordingly. So you can get, you know, you're not going to double your battery life, but you'll get a little, you'll, you'll tweak a little bit more out. And then there's, of course, when it gets too low, there's battery saving mode, which automatically turns on if you, again, if you choose it to. And that shuts down, you know, pushing shuts down push, a lot of push background apps, right? And yeah, things like that. Things that are always kind of going on in the background while you're working. Okay. Yeah, that that's exactly what I'm looking for. We don't have any sense yet whether Android Q or iOS 13 has anything whether they there's anything coming along these lines yet that will build on what's already in the in the operating systems, do we? I mean, lots of rumors yes, at this point. Yes but. and no. I mean, the, you know, the the betas are out there and they're they're all, you know, they're all being moved along Android's probably like you said end of August, uh, iOS 13's mid-September. These things are always kind of kind of moving along. It's not something that is going to be a major feature mm -hmm. that you're going to, that you're even able to really try out. But these things are always being tweaked. The point of adaptive batteries that it learns from your device, and then Google teaches it more stuff. It touches it through, and then it learns more from your device, and it's able to you know keep your phones lasting longer. Mm -hmm. Apple does something similar too. I mean, Apple has the, some of the lower. Uh, battery capacities in the business, yeah. but their phones last longer yeah. because everything's optimized because it's always learning from. Well, that's because Apple also has the the software and hardware stack; they can do both. Right, and it, it's also more so now with this these they they, they call them neural, neural processing units, yeah. and they're built into the system on chip A twelve. The A twelve bionic, bionic right now, yeah. That, that's where the bionic, the bionic comes from. These these kind of so called smarts. What is it? And it's, it's a neural network or a neural, a, a neural engine, neural, neural processing engine. unit, yeah. depending on what chip you're using. They all have it. The Snapdragons on Android has it. The uh, Apple has it. And what that that's doing is it's it's performing like billions of processes a second, and kind of looking at all these different things and saying, okay, fine, maybe your display could be two percent less bright now. Maybe um, this app could be shut off now. You don't necessarily need it. Maybe um, we can kill this app completely because you haven't used it in a day. Whatever it yeah. is, whatever have you that it's doing, it's, it, it's running all of these things specifically for your phone. Right. We can have two iPhones next to each other and they're going to be doing different things based on how we're On how the user them. uses them. Right, exactly. Uh, again, just a quick recap. We're talking about AI and ML in uh, machine learning in uh, mobile apps and how that's evolving. You know, it's interesting. Uh, one of the things, too, that I've noticed in, in doing some research on this is that a lot of this, you know, really does depend on how quickly the hardware is evolving and advancing. And, you know, again, the fact that you've, you've got Apple building things into the the, the SOC on devices. Yep. Uh, and every year, they're, you know, the, these chips do more and more. I presume the A13, whatever it's called, in the next iPhone will do more than yeah. than this year's or last I mean, year's they, phone. These things are like they're like mini laptops. It's amazing. They're beyond the power that are in these devices. It's just mind blowing. Yeah, and I wonder. Uh, you know, I guess uh, one of the questions I would have, uh, one of the things to think about, 
is there a danger here? And this goes to the privacy concerns. You know, you do have these devices that are learning your habits, learning what you do. Uh, is there a danger that that kind of information could be, you know, I think it could be valuable to companies that it could, you know, somehow fall into the wrong hands and 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 be an invasion of privacy down the road, or even with the companies that are, you know, harvesting it. I mean, Android, Apple, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's Google, that's the the inherent difference that Apple Apple likes to drive this point home. They had that big billboard in privacy, Vegas. Privacy, privacy, what, what happens in your iPhone stays in your iPhone, and that's there's some Does truth it? to that, and there's some. Well, we were talking earlier that. about conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a good time <laughs> to be uh, wondering if this stuff really does stay locked down. The the, the bottom line is, um, how much are you willing to allow Apple and Google and Samsung or whoever, whatever device you're using? How much are you willing to let them know about you? Me. I don't even care. You turn anymore. everything. Oh, you just. You're I just have an, an open book. Okay. I have. A, I have. I have. I don't know how many smart speakers in my house. I have every all the location turned on on every phone I have. I don't. It doesn't really concern me. And you know, there's that old joke: if you're not doing anything wrong, then what, what are you worried about? Yeah. And there's some truth to that, but it's also you know, there, it, it's it's a it's a privacy issue. Some people just don't want Google knowing. That where they are, what they're doing, what yeah, apps they're using, what, what they're buying, who they're, who, what they're searching, all that stuff. And you know, Google has they have toggle, and you can shut all that stuff off. But it it comes at a price. Yeah. You, when you start shutting assistant things off and learning things off, and you know, uh, location toggles off, you're, you're you're losing a lot of that functionality, a lot of that AI stuff that makes these that makes these things so good yeah makes them so useful okay that's a good that's a good point to, to end on uh, i'm going to throw it out to uh, people who may be watching you know if you've got any questions or comments what do you think about this ai machine learning and mobile apps good thing bad thing uh what do you think we're curious so uh you know leave us a comment or two and uh we'll try to revisit this at some point down the road um before i let you go mike uh, i should also mention to people that uh oh wait we have a question I think we have a question. We have quick. a couple questions okay. coming in. People are interested in Excellent. developing these apps. So they're looking for resources. So one of them is, are there any open source AI platforms available for application development? You know, I, I don't honestly know. Do you know? Uh, the, I mean, I mean yes. Okay. You, you, you don't have to go to Google or right. Apple to get these services. I mean, off the top of my head, I'm not an app developer. I don't know. But I do know that there are third-party people that focus on AI, focus yeah. on machine learning, and yeah, you can license that stuff, you can work with them, you can build it into your apps. And you know, we, we see it with, there's a there's an app on, for iOS called Carrot, Carrot Weather, Carrot To Do, and, and it's, 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 this, it's this little AI guy who, you know, tells you the weather in, you know, like a off. Does it look like a carrot? Off-handed off way, no, 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 oh, carrot, okay. like, like a cursor carrot. Oh, got it, okay. And, um, you know, it, it's it's not the level of Siri or Google Assistant, but it's it's a you cool, start somewhere. It's, it's a cool thing, and yeah. you know the, these things can be developed on a very small level. You don't need to have the infrastructure of a global uh, uh, an enterprise like Google or Apple does to make these things work and make them work well for very targeted, very niche cases. As far as open source. I, I can't speak to that. I don't know for sure. We if can, it's we can free. check on that and see if we can yeah, find something absolutely. and get back to the I mean, comments you know, with it. Maybe. My, my, my guess is you would have to go through some kind of a company that has some kind of proprietary something or other. Right. I mean, I don't know. Okay. There, there very well may be an open source 
AI engine that you can just like, you know, go to GitHub and grab it and use it in your app. But I do know that, you know, these companies do, they, they, there are companies dedicated to this. Right. That's what they do. They supply AI engines and neural engines and things like this to apps that want to use them. Got it. Uh, another question? One more question, and this is probably something we'll have to research and get back to them. But okay. um, what are the best resources for beginners to learn Android development after completing Java course? Any YouTube channels or online courses? Ah, oh, that's yeah, you know yeah, that's yeah. A, that's one I'm gonna add. I'm gonna defer on that only because I, I want to ask. Don't defer to me. Well, I'm not gonna. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not gonna defer to you or me. But I do want to talk. I think J.R. Raphael, who is our Android guy, would be a good person for me to ping and find out. Right. And again, we can revisit that and uh, leave it in the comments. Okay, great. We'll do. Okay, great. Well, listen. Thank you for the uh, the questions. Uh, sometimes we know the answers. Sometimes we don't. But that's 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 live for you. Sometimes we pretend we know sometimes the answers. Sometimes we, like, we I, act I, like we I do. couldn't fake that one. You got to fake it till you make it. Um, so, Michael, thanks for being here. Um, before I let you go, just uh, a quick reminder: in a couple of weeks, on uh, August twenty sixth, we're going to be doing a uh, uh, another live show with Jr. Raphael. He is Mr. Android for us at Computer World. So uh, be sure to tune in to that. Uh, the next day, Michael's going to be back with Jr. We're going to be talking about how operating systems, especially mobile operating systems like iOS and Android, borrow from each other, try to one-up each other, and whether that's good for innovation or not, I think it is. Uh, that, again, that's coming up on the 27th. Uh, in the meantime, if you like what you're seeing, uh, please uh, subscribe to our... Uh, oops, that's that's our out outro music. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, I hope you like that. Uh, if you like what you're seeing, uh, subscribe to, uh, you can follow the Computer World LinkedIn page, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. And uh, in the meantime, uh, thanks for watching. <laughs>